0: Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. You're listening to Mad Love. Happy Friday. It's the last Friday in July of 2021. We are chugging through this year. While it's not as craptastic as last year, it is still challenging. Um, You know, I feel like COVID is now some sort of political football. Uh, People are using it for power grabs. People are using it to, um, you know, sort of manipulate people to flex a little bit. It's very strange. Listen, last year, it made sense to sit in the house and and socially distance and wash our hands and all that. I was all for that. Took a minute, but yeah, I embraced it. But now the Delta variant is ravaging us. And yet no one's talking about shutting things down again. The whole point was get a vaccine. Well, now it's sort of like stop punishing people who actually did what we were supposed to do. Start making people get the vaccine. And finally, I'm starting to hear rhetoric about that. It's almost like they listen to Mad Love. You know, what's going on? Thank you, Joe Biden. Make federal employees get the vaccine. That makes sense. Employers, make your employees get the vaccine. If you're going to force people to be back in the office with each other, and there are people with medical conditions who are concerned make the people who can get it get it you know it's like this isn't hard paying people to do it and doing all this stuff, hit them where it really matters in their income streams you know what i mean and if you don't want to work here cool see ya you know but i feel like this this politeness and this you know listen liberals are the worst thing that happened to black people, for sure. Because black people also don't know the difference between being a Democrat and being a liberal, which is concerning, because that was true for me, too. I'm an independent. But I never thought anything about liberalism. But once you get up close to it, you realize how insulting it is. And Malcolm X wasn't wrong. And I wish people more people talked about his stance on it. It is It infantilizes black people in any cause they touch, because basically their feeling is you're just too dumb to understand what's going on with you. So this kind of liberal leaning, we don't want to offend people to get the vaccine, you know, fuck that. Yo, you're not going to get your check however you get it if you don't get vaccinated, period. Everybody will sign up. You know, it's just if this is the science and we believe it to be true, then what was the whole point of getting a vaccine if you're going to punish us for doing it? Doesn't make sense. Then we have this show here where this one dude—I mean, I like his newspaper, okay—but he is just ridiculous. Every if you're black, he agrees with everything you say, and he's like this white older dude, clearly a hippie, probably when he was younger, and. You know, I'm not trying to judge him or anything. I just don't understand how how he can never see the logic of the middle. Everything is this extreme liberalism thing. And it's like liberalism and extreme liberalism are dangerous. They really are. And I I get that you don't want some crazy MAGA person saying it, but it is true. It's like the way they talk to you, the way they make excuses for everything. It's just depending on who's talking, some of it sounds like white guilt. And then others, other, the other part of it sounds like, uh, white supremacy. Like you think you're better and you know, all the answers and you're too dumb. So I'm going to help you black person. Which, I'm telling you, that has actually happened to me. And before it happened to me, I wouldn't have believed it. But it is beyond insulting. It is beyond infuriating. And, um, you know, I don't think they think you're smart enough to figure out you're insulting them. Because they think they're helping you. And that is the element that really needs to leave the room. Don't try to help me. Because you feel sorry for me. Help me because you think things are unfair. And you know I could use a break to make things more even. Not that I'm too stupid to understand that I'm poor. Or I'm disadvantaged. Or I'm whatever the word. Which is insulting because everybody who's black is not poor. And everybody who's poor is not black. But that's the American trickery that we're working with. It's very strange, and everything gets racialized. I was reading something, so now, uh, I can't remember who it was, but now basically uh, white conservatives are racist because they don't understand why Simone Biles uh, withdrew from the Olympics. It's not a racial issue. Everybody has mental problems and health issues that mentally exhaust them. Everyone has something that's going on at times, mentally. And this has been the last a t- a tough few years here, you know. It wasn't like everything was gravy before COVID, you know. So there's been a lot going on, and I think it's I think it's just I don't I don't see it as a racial issue, and to racialize it is to weaponize it. People aren't misunderstanding her because she's black. People are misunderstanding her because she's young, and if you're over forty. I don't care what background you come from. If you're over forty, people uh, played with pain. They gutted it out. These concussions and shit that you hear about now. Do you think there's no football player over forty who didn't play injured, severely injured? Look at Tom Brady. He played with a torn MCL the whole year. You, I mean, they're just different. And I don't think people are confused by Simone Biles' behavior because she's black. They're confused because if you're over 40, you couldn't quit. They, We were never allowed to just quit. I, pe- I only played basketball in grade school. And it was like, you twisted your ankle. And we played on the worst tennis shoes ever manufactured. And, you know, it's like you roll your ankle, it's swell up, you can finish. And we're talking about a girl's Catholic basketball team. You know, oh, your hands hurting a little bit. Okay. Tape it up. Get back out there. You know, so we just come from different generations. I don't have it. I'm black. I don't have an issue with Simone withdrawing because she's black, but I felt some kind of way when I read the headline. I'm like, she's mentally like what? Because to me, Being a champion, the mental part is part of it. If you haven't been working on your mental game as much as your physical game, that to me is on you. Part of being a champion is being mentally tough. That's the whole point. You can do what nobody else can do. You see what I'm saying? And it's not just your physical prowess. It's your ability to block out everything else and go to that next level. And if you're over a certain age, you just have never seen this. I can't finish because I'm exhausted mentally and I'm not judging it. It is what it is. I certainly am surrounded by people who have mental issues, bipolar disorder, depression. I I see it all around me. I'm related to people who have those issues. I get it. It's just unfamiliar in sports. I have always believed that that's what made you different in sports. It was your mental Michael, uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, they were mentally, Tom Brady, they were mentally stronger than everybody else. Tiger Woods, um, you know, Venus and Serena, like they were able to block it out. And that was part of being a champion. Are those days probably over? Yeah, this new generation, to us, they're soft and it's not bad. They're just different. You know, but our parents were born in the 30s, in the 40s, in the 50s, when being black in America really was a crime, (laughs) when it really was illegal to do certain things, when it really was illegal to drink from the water fountain or go to a restaurant through the front door or, you know what I mean? Our parents come from that and their parents come from even worse than that. So yeah, we, we don't quit. And I'm not saying that's the healthier way. It's just different. And you can see it. It's on display between, I talk about it all the time. That's the difference between Jordan and LeBron. There will never be a real conversation to someone my age about who's the best because Michael Jordan was the best, simply because he was mentally stronger and maybe a sociopath (laughs) about winning, which I'm not saying is better or worse. It's just different. So for us, that's how I remember growing up. You know, uh, play through the flu, play through injury, get better, um, be angered and annoyed that someone thinks they're better than you or someone can talk shit to you. Yeah, that's how I grew up, and it's just different. And and like I said, there was no need to racialize it. there's no need to even bring race into it. It's not a racial issue. Um, it's it's I get it. It's a generational issue, and. Uh, to assume that only conservative white men were frustrated by Biles' uh, lack of performance or lack of or ability to get out there and perform for the United States in the Olympics. This is her dream. And I'm not old. I'm not white. And I'm not super conservative. I'm a moderate. I, I read the headline. I was like, what? Why would you dedicate your life to something? You're you're probably even pushing it. This is your last Olympics. You know, how are you not mentally prepared And I get mental preparation and mental illness are different things. I understand I'm not condemning her or beating up the victim. I get it. But to me, it's all part of it. You know, so if you're not mentally well, you knew that before you even tried out. Right. You knew that there was a possibility you were going to get exhausted or overwhelmed or where, you know, COVID, you knew it was going to be different. So I don't know. I don't come from a participation trophy generation and I don't come from a participation trophy family you know I come from a family I'll give you a story so when I was growing up and this is the difference this is the difference um between me and like maybe my nephew like my nephew was raised by a boomer I was raised by someone born in 1930 and so this is a story I tell and it's true and it and it really explains what I'm talking about in generational and it has nothing to do with race my father's also black so I, we were out front and he was working on the yard pruning the bushes the old-fashioned way was well, those hedge clipper things real hard work right and I was about five or six and I had been scheming all morning how I was gonna jump over my big wheel remember the big wheel and uh I had put it in front of my neighbor's yard. I was gonna get a running on the sidewalk. I was gonna get a running start and just leap over this thing and it was gonna be awesome. I had thought about it a lot. And my dad just never stopped trimming the bushes. He was working on the bushes and he saw what I was doing and he goes, I wouldn't do that if I were you. He didn't even look at me, he just kept working. And I was like, nope, daddy, I've thought about it. I've put a lot of effort into this and I'm about to jump over this big wheel. Now he didn't stop me. He didn't give me a pep talk. He didn't. He was like, basically, like, you're going to learn. So I took off running. I thought I was clear of the big wheel. (laughs) And I was not. (laughs) My foot hit it. I went down like a sack. I took out, I still have the scars. I took out Chugs plugs of skin big chunks of skin on both knees and both elbows bleeding profusely uh I'm crying I'm on the ground I'm in a sack and I just I underestimated the size of the big wheel <laughs> my father did uh, not run to my aid he did he stopped he looked at me and I remember looking at him I was just in tears and he was like get up <laughs> so I got up he's like come here and I went over there and he goes, I told you not to do that. <laughs> I told you not to do that. And I was like, Lesson learned. And he took me in the house and he patched me up. And, you know, we never had a discussion after that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the difference between being over 40, I'm over 50, and your parents and how they treated you. You know, he didn't. Uh, he wanted me to learn my lesson, and I did. I did. I I really learned. I never did anything like that. Uh, you know, certainly I still played, and and but things that I knew I would really get hurt. You know, of course, I still did things. I jumped and jumped over things, and but I never jumped over concrete again. Because <laughs> I jacked myself up, and forty some odd years later, there's still scars there. So I mean that's the difference really And it's not I, I'm not coming from a place of Criticizing her mentally Or any of these athletes I just don't get it I we And most people d- despite their race Of a certain age We won't get it Because we were pushed And our parents weren't uh, Warm and fuzzy and they weren't helicopter parents And they weren't We're just built different And um Like I said, for me personally, when I read the headline and I didn't immerse myself in it, I like Simone Biles. She qualified for the Olympics in St. Louis and that was dope. I think she's dating somebody from St. Louis. Good for Simone. Uh, It's just this is your life's dream. And I'm not built to give up on my life's dream no matter what. And I don't know what could be going on with me mentally that would that would break me like that. And that's just me and that's just me and she's just her and her generation is obviously different and we're gonna have to get used to watching this you know we see it on display all the time part of the reason why i can't watch the nba now is because the players are so different you know i they don't play defense they chuck all these threes up that's not what i grew i grew up watching people mug you in the lane uh Fouls were really fouls. <laughs> you were fouled. <laughs> it's And they're almost doing it to football. You can't even touch the quarterback now. You know, can you imagine what somebody like Joe Theismann or, or uh, Joe Montana or any of the old school, Dan Marino, any of these old school quarterbacks would think about these rules, like how great they would be playing now with nobody being able to really touch them. I don't know. Anyway, I hope she's okay. And I hope that she's getting the help that she needs. And I hope she goes on to live a great life. And this should not cloud uh, her great, wonderful career. Um, she's an amazing athlete. It is interesting to see uh, this generation of athlete be more sensitive and, you know, less mentally, like we'll just chug through it. And like I said, I'm not saying our way was the right way was just the way you played through the pain, you walked it off. you know, how do you walk off a concussion? I'm not saying it's right, but that's what we did. Ronnie Lott cut his finger off to keep playing football. Yikes, all right, I hope you have an amazing weekend, like I said, it's August. what on Sunday, so like let's dig in, let's start getting focused. Uh, I'm way productive, way more productive in the fall. So hopefully you are too. And, uh, you know, just be your best, take care of yourselves. And, uh, yeah, I really, your health is important. However, I just, it's shocking to me that mentally athletes just aren't, I I don't know. I, I don't know if it's mental illness or if it's just mental fatigue. I don't know what it is and I'm not them and we don't know. And I'm not judging them for that. I just think part of being a champion is your mental game too. And maybe we've neglected, um, mental health, trying to make people into champions, uh, in a way that, that society has always done. And maybe it's time to rethink that. Maybe we need a mental champion. Maybe we need a mental health championship institute. You know what I mean? Some place that really, I'm not being funny. Some place that really focuses on making mental champions. Um, And let's face it, we know way more about each other than we've ever known. We are inundated with information, not only about each other personally, but about any global crisis that someone finds uh, worthy of reporting. You know, there's so much violence, there's so much crime, there's so much, um, you know, emotional unintelligence around a myriad of topics. Uh, It's easy to get overwhelmed you know, in your personal life, in your work life, in the world, you tune into any world news and you're going to get glum real fast. So I get it. Hang in there. Be strong, be focused, be centered. And it's okay to not be okay. I'm not saying that at all. I hope that is not what comes across. Um, I'm just letting people know we're all built different. And if you're born in the 60s, 70s, I think if you're born in the 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s, your parents shaped you in a way um, that, you know, maybe we didn't pay enough attention to our mental health. But uh, that's why we don't understand this. <laughs> you are supposed to push through. So anyway, I hope she's well. I hope she's safe. And I hope you guys are, too. And I hope you have a great fucking weekend because you've earned it. I know I feel like I have and I get to go to the dentist today. Yup. Time to get those uh, fillings. One of my fillings seems to have decided to leave, so that's not good. All right. I hope all is well. Be safe. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are absolutely the best. I appreciate you so much. Take care. Be your best. And it's mostly because